You're listening to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, your daily podcast on the National Football League, powered by the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL Show, Monday edition, and wow, what a massive shakeup in the NFL happened uh, over the weekend, or at least it happened Friday, right after we finished recording that, and my timing was really thrown off Friday. We stopped recording. This trade happens. It involves the 49ers, the team I cover. I have to immediately go start recording emergency pods and videos, and I'm doing radio hits, and actually got our podcast out late after the fact because I did so many other things. And uh, wow, what a weekend, and now have had some time to think about this trade, what it means for the 49ers, of course, what it means for the Philadelphia Eagles, what it means for the Miami Dolphins, all the other teams drafting in the top 12, a ton of other moves now are changed and uh, the really the path of the NFL path of NFL history has been changed from this massive trade Matt. So I think we've got to just cover every single every single angle of this trade and how it affects all of the teams in the league especially in the NFL draft. Yeah, I mean obviously our timing with the trade couldn't have been worse cuz now we had to wait a couple days to react to it. But I hope everyone enjoys it nonetheless cuz I I'm really excited about to talk about this as you mentioned from all angles. I mean, of course, these three teams, but really the whole play tectonics of the league as well. I mean, this is a big shift and everyone has to reevaluate how do they get their quarterback or where, what could fall to them now in the draft. Let's dig in, man. I think it's super interesting. Absolutely. And I've talked so much about the 49ers side of this trade. I want to hear more about your ideas of how you think this fits with the 49ers. I'll give my take as well, but I want to dive deep into the Eagles and the the Miami Dolphins especially and, and what this means for those teams. And we can even kind of go through the top 12 and how it shakes up some other things. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo trade now potentially. Where does he fit? Does he fit anywhere at all? Sam Darnold, is is there a team now that isn't going to have a quarterback that they thought they might have been able to get? And now one of those avenues has been closed by this trade to go get a quarterback. So, so many things absolutely are changed by this move. Um, first of all, let's start here because how cool would it have been Friday when we were talking about the 49ers as one of the teams, uh, I believe they were number nine on your power rankings and we were finishing up your power rankings post-free agency. What if that trade would happen right when we were talking about the 49ers at nine? Does that change anything for you? Does it move them up or down or is this a move about the future and not so much about how it changes their power rankings for 2021? Well, uh, I, I think a huge key is they were able to get their perceived quarterback of the future without giving up any assets for today. There's no Bosa involved or anything like that. So I don't think you could put them down the power ranks. I, I guess I would probably leave them the same because as it stands right now, and I will get into this if, if we believe it's true or not, Jimmy's the opening day starter and this guy is going to be waiting in the wings. If by chance new guy rookie is the starter I'm not sure that that makes them a better team today, but it makes them a better franchise. Right. I think one of the big keys in this deal, and you mentioned it, not having to include a big-time player that they already had, they they believe they're in win-now mode. So that's why the Garoppolo stuff is somewhat believable. Normally, I would say, yeah, come on, you're absolutely trading Jimmy Garoppolo, but they've <laughs> sure, already done sure. their big free agent moves. They can fit him under the cap. What better stopgap than a guy who's already played well under Kyle Shanahan, who they believe they can still win now with and already knows his system? Because if they brought in, if they traded Garoppolo, they've got to bring in another veteran quarterback now. Maybe that veteran quarterback doesn't know Kyle Shanahan's offense as well. You know, you have to bring in who, oh, My, Brian Hoyer or something like that, right? Someone who's played with 
Shanahan before maybe that could help out. Um, so even like a Gardner Minshew or an Alex Smith, even though they've been in the league and Alex Smith has been a great mentor to young quarterbacks, is he the guy you want to throw out there in week one in case you still need a, to win a Super Bowl with this quarterback? And he hasn't played under Shanahan. So I can I can still buy it, even though a lot of people are rightfully skeptical about Jimmy Garoppolo and the comments that he's still going to be their guy for this year. And, and maybe he does play well and you can still trade him next year. But I got to believe you trade up to number three. You're trading for a quarterback that you believe can beat out your current quarterback, right? And, and that can play games as a rookie, even if you're trying to win. I agree with everything you said. Um I could see their strategy being a lot like the Alex Smith Mahomes one, though, that we think we can win a lot of games with this guy. I just don't know that he's got a high enough ceiling or the durability issues that we can trust. So we have to go get somebody else for the future. So in that respect, there's no way I'm giving him away. You know, I mean, if the Niners are sliding up with Jimmy as their opening day starter, they were my ninth best team and they were in the Super Bowl just a year ago. So they're going to be highly competitive with that guy. And you can bring the other dude along slowly. We should definitely get into who do we think that player is. Mm-hmm. I think the I think it's a lot different if it's Mac Jones versus Fields or Lance. I mean, if it's Mac Jones, I think it's you hand him the keys to the car. That's the beauty of this player. Kind of like Burrow, you know, you're, you're drafting him for his mind. And that doesn't mean you have to get rid of Jimmy right this minute, but you know, he, Jimmy could also be one of those guys where you bring the rookie to camp, you go through mini camp, you you around them a lot, and by the second one week of the preseason, Cam Newton or Andy Dalton or somebody gets hurt or isn't fitting in, and then you trade him then. You know, it doesn't have to happen now. Right. And what's crazy, if the 49ers knew they're willing to make a monumental move like this, and there's reports that they've been calling teams for weeks. They could have traded Jimmy Garoppolo a few weeks ago to the Patriots. So, like the Patriots were calling about him. So that does lead me to believe that maybe they are keeping Jimmy Garoppolo. And if you really are dead set on keeping Jimmy Garoppolo, that would point a lot more to Trey Lance or Justin Fields, right? As being the pick at number three than someone who's quote unquote more pro ready like Mac Jones at number three. And and even forget about just the upside play with Mac Jones is so much lower. And Garoppolo was one of the players I saw him comps to, but you know, and all the comps for Mac Jones are those Shanahan quarterbacks of the past. I've seen him comps to Kirk Cousins is the most common one because he throws a nice deep ball, even though he doesn't have, you know, a power arm like some of the other quarterbacks in the draft. He's been comps to Matt Ryan a little bit. I think maybe people are just looking for Shanahan quarterbacks at a certain point to start comping him to now, but um, I have a hard time believing you trade all of that, all of those assets two first-round picks and 12 plus a third-round pick. You're going to be spending four draft picks, four starters for the price of one to go to get Mac Jones is the upside there. I, I just I have a hard time seeing it, even though right now, if you look at the Vegas odds, Mac Jones, since yesterday, has now taken over the top spot, and his name has been thrown out there a lot, uh, and a lot by the national media, especially with the 49ers here at the number three pick. Makes me a little bit uncomfortable. I bet it does. I mean, that's a lot to give up to it with a guy that isn't very gifted. Uh, I want to take one step back. Trading Garoppolo, the timing's much worse now than it was two weeks ago or, or a week yeah, ago, exactly. like you said. You know, I mean, the Bears, Washington, maybe even New England might have rather had Jimmy than the guy they settled on, and therefore you're going to get less for him. I mean, this hasn't been, I know this has been thrown out there and who knows, I don't think this is going to be the case and more has come down on the Deshaun Watson front even today, 
But Jimmy's not going to go to Houston and wave his trade clause. You know, if this is a deal to get Watson, Jimmy ain't going to Houston. There's no way he's saying yes to that. Yeah, no way. Now, let's talk which rookie do you think it's going to be or who do you want? I mean, if I'm with you, originally when this happened, I thought this has to be Justin Fields. Yep. And no offense to Lance. I mean, in a, in a bubble, I'm not sure if I prefer Fields or Lance. But for this offense, I don't think Lance fits. And here's why. I think he's the least accurate of all of them. He does a lot of good things, but of the top quarterbacks, his accuracy is the worst. And a timing and rhythm-based passing attack, getting Debo in stride or Ayuk or Kittle and letting them run after the catch, to me, eliminates Lance. I okay. Uh, we got to pause actually for a second, okay. and I, I agree with a lot of what you're saying right there. I'll give my quick take on on the 49ers and which quarterback it should be at number three, and which one I think it will be at number three in the end. We'll talk Eagles. We'll talk Miami Dolphins and the rest of the teams that are affected by this trade in the top 12 of the NFL draft next. March Madness, obviously a huge time for sports betting. Uh, NFL draft props, though, can be really fun. If you love the NFL draft, you can put a little money on some of these things, like Mac Jones, who has now somehow become the favorite to be selected by the 49ers at number three. Do you think they're going to go another direction as I do? Maybe put some money on Justin Fields or Trey Lance or any of the other number of props you can bet on at betonline.ag. Real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine, even awards shows and reality TV fights. Uh, you can play poker at betonline.ag and other table games. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Just go to betonline.ag and use your mobile device to sign up today. Use promo code Locked On and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. And Matt, you're gonna have to remind me who you had as your number three because I'm not. I'm pretty sure it was Lawrence Wilson one two, right? And, uh, and then I went Fields Lance Jones. Fields Lance Jones. Okay. So and Fields, I'll admit though, I've warmed up to Jones a lot more now than when I wrote that. That was well over a month ago. I mean, I think he's a better prospect than I gave him credit for in that write up. And he's not a complete pedestrian he's not a schlub right and he's a fine prospect and I like him as a late first round guy maybe a second round guy I feel a lot better with him and the transition from Alabama but he had all the best you know all the best stuff you could have as a college quarterback and so it's really hard for me to see that transition and see that you're going to trade I I wasn't super comfortable with the 49ers taking um, Mac Jones at 12 and we had heard the talk about maybe pick eight with the Carolina Panthers for Mac Jones. Like, God, that's too high. And I, he's a fine prospect. He's a good talent. There's a lot. There's 250 talented players that will be drafted in April, but he's not the guy you're trading up for. And may, it's pointing that there's there's a lot of heat. There's a lot of smoke there. It's pointing that it could go in that direction. Uh, that's just too much. It's a, it's a mistake, in my opinion. Uh, the upgrade you're going from Garoppolo to someone like that or some other players that you could eventually get, you're going to trade three first-rounders for that. I'm just not seeing it. So to me, it comes down to the high upside players Justin Fields, and Trey Lance. I could see Shanahan liking any of those guys because obviously the most poor ready, he puts on the tape and says, okay, that looks a lot closer to what I've seen in the past in the pros with Mac Jones. And even similarly with Trey Lance, they run a little bit more of a pro-style offense. You get to see him under center. You get to see him turn his back to the defense and run play action. Uh, And he's really athletic, really big, and 
Kyle Shanahan gushed about Josh Allen this year when they got blown out by the Buffalo Bills. And, you know, he's got some of that physical ability and big and strong and he's tough and he will roll over DBs that try to tackle him in the open field. Justin Fields has a ton of toughness as well. Justin Fields has the most accuracy of these quarterbacks, especially throwing the ball deep. And that's where there's a separator. And I watched a lot of these quarterbacks this weekend after, you know, I just wanted to make sure I wasn't missing something with a guy like Mac Jones. Justin Fields has the best arm and he's the most athletic of all of these guys. Maybe all the quarterbacks in the draft. He is so accurate down the field and throws a nice catchable ball. Zach Wilson throws a really good deep ball and has tons of arm talent. He throws a, a flatter ball and I love the way Justin Fields deep ball has an arc to it and he drops it in and he makes some of the craziest plays. And I think that's the upside you're chasing if you're moving up to number three. And there's the other added tiebreaker here in all of this for Kyle Shanahan is there's a personal connection with him and Justin Fields. He coached him at the at the QB Collective, which is a quarterback camp that he and his dad, Mike Shanahan, and other members of the 49ers coaching staff and his current offensive coordinator included have coached at before. And this was when this was with high school recruits. So this was when he was Mr. Football in Georgia and he was a five star recruit coming out is when Kyle Shanahan coached him at the, the QB Collective before he went to college. So he has a personal connection. He knows how he's wired. He's seen him work in practice settings. He knows all the talent. I'm sure he was just insanely more talented than the other kids at this camp. So there's a personal connection. And I think that means a lot. And I think that's the tiebreaker here for me is he's going up to get somebody he knows. Is he going to trade up to number three for Trey Lance when they didn't even go to his pro day? And by the way, that's another thing. And maybe there's smoke screens involved. They're going to or at least Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch are going to Mac Jones Pro Day on Tuesday, not going to Ohio State's Pro Day to see Justin Fields. Is the evaluation <laughs> done with Fields and not with Mac Jones? So it's another thing that might point toward Mac Jones being the pick. But with Trey Lance, are you going to move all the way up to number three based solely on 29? Or with, yeah, with Trey Lance, you're not going to trade all the way up to number three based solely on 2019 tape and Zoom meetings, never meeting the person never seen him throw live you're gonna trade up to number three to draft Trey Lance that I find that really hard to believe you would have to absolutely been blown away by his smarts and his intelligence in those zoom meetings and blown away by his 2019 tape to make a move like that for a player you've never met in person and be throwing out a crazy smoke screen there and I guess it's possible but I find that highly unlikely I 100% agree and match that with the accuracy issues I said before I think Lance is a great product prospect for somebody else. Um, I would not take Jones, and I kind of laughed at that when I heard the first time, boy, Jones <laughs> could be in the equation. Yeah, same here. But, boy, he has – I mean, he's such a quick processor. He comes from a pro-style attack. He's got a lot of cousins and Matt Ryan in him. So if you look through Shanahan's eyes, I can see it. It's not who I would take. I would take Fields. Um, in terms of mental processing, and I'm not saying smarts, I'm just saying going through reads and things like that. I think Fields is last of these three. I think he has the most ability. You know, as you mentioned, I mean, he's a, a superstar prospect. But in Shanahan's scheme, the fact that Fields is somewhat of a see-it-and-throw-it guy doesn't bother me much because – the reads are going to be so defined. Play action, boom, Kittle on the crosser, you know, and, that, you know, it, it's laid out for him. I mean, I'm not saying this makes him sound like he's he's kind of you know, not smart, but it, it's a paint-by-number system. I mean, guys, Tom Brady's a paint-by-numbers quarterback. You know, boom, if it's not here, then I paint here, then, boom, you know, it's, he's not 
um, a free flowing type of guy, you know? So if you can keep it paint by numbers for fields and have very defined reads, which the Shanahan system does, he's going to deliver the ball accurately time and time again. And you throw the wheels and the athleticism in. I mean, to me, that's the pick, but I can make an argument for Jones. Although I think fields is clearly the pick. I totally agree with all of that. Uh, I want to move on to what this means for the Miami Dolphins and the Philadelphia Eagles. So the Dolphins go back to 12. Then they come back up to six with the Eagles. And that's another wrinkle for the 49ers. There's a report out there I saw today that they're not exactly sure who they're going to take at three, which is insanity. Everybody should be fired. if They don't know who they're taking, giving up that much to go up to number three. Uh, (laughs) And so um, with... The Miami Dolphins, and, and now we know that the Niners could have moved up to six, which is, that's exactly the, the thing I laid out less than 24 hours earlier. I did a video with Trevor Sikama at the Draft Network, and we did this versus live mock draft. I actually had the 49ers going from 12 to six with the Eagles to draft a quarterback there, because I think that made the most sense. So you had to absolutely love the one player you know who was going at three. You know Lawrence is the pick. You know Wilson is the pick at two. You know who you're going to get at three. You had to absolutely love that player. Otherwise, you're going to sit and wait in the draft because you know you could have gone up, given up one less first rounder, a less third rounder, and gone up to pick six and gotten one of those other guys because that means only one non-quarterback has to go in the top five. And if you don't, if you like all five of those quarterbacks, you're guaranteed to get that guy at six and you already know that the Eagles are willing to play ball and you could move up to number six. So all that other stuff is... Yes. I'm not disagreeing with you, but I think everyone knew Miami shopping three. And if you don't get it, then the Patriots or Denver or Carolina does, you know, and, and I think you can move the six on draft day. I don't think you can move the six now. Oh, right. No, be, that would be that would definitely right, be right. A, a draft day move. And right, but okay. you're throwing away all of the ability to get to, to let a player fall. And I just don't think it's going to go quarterback one, two, three, four, five. Like everybody like last year, everybody had a, every team in the world trading up in front of the Dolphins to get to it. Right. And. What happened? All the teams ended up just holding their water. Tua went five, and uh, Herbert went six. And that's just, you know, it, it doesn't happen as crazy, and teams aren't as willing to give up tons of draft capital to move up like everyone wants to think they are every year. I mean, GMs hold on to those draft picks really tight. So I think they, they threw a lot of value potentially out letting a player fall if they do like all three of those quarterbacks we've been talking about and letting one of those guys fall and give up a lot less to go get one of them, or maybe even one of them falls to 12. But... The Miami Dolphins now sit on the clock. I bet they're not even considering fields. One of uh, those, they do, like you said, they should all be fired unless they know they know who they're taking. There's one guy they love, and it clearly, yeah, and he's yeah, far no away doubt, from right. the others. Yes, absolutely. And they already know. Real quick, this. Eagles Dolphins note. Yes, I think this, there's a very much a similarity there with how they're treating their quarterbacks. They're young second year quarterbacks that were showed flashes, underwhelming, too early to write the book on them. And I, I, I certainly put my stamp of approval on both for. We're going to go with Tua. We're going to go with Hurts. We're going to surround them with all kinds of good stuff. We have more draft picks now than we had. We're in position to add offensive playmakers where we're sitting. But if this year goes terribly, we got all kinds of draft capital to go get a guy next year. So here's a one-year show us what you got. We're going to line it up perfect for you. I think that's really smart by both teams. And they still have an opportunity to draft a stud playmaker on offense at both 6 and 12 right. to go with that quarterback and find out what they really have and have a full year evaluation. Then they have extra picks next year to go do something if they need to do that. Absolutely. I love that. 
for them. Um, with the Eagles, the other interesting part of it is there was a report that they love Zach Wilson and were willing to go up for him once they realized that he was going to be gone at two and couldn't be there at three. Then they made the move to go down instead of up. So they were in contact with Miami, and that's how that conversation got started. So another wrinkle, the Eagles didn't even like uh, the quarterback that the 49ers are moving up to get at three enough to make that move. So they moved down because they think there's such a huge gap between two and three. So that's another thing. Every team's boards is going to look so different when it comes to all the prospects, not just the quarterbacks, where there might be a huge gap for some teams after one. There might be a, some huge gap for some teams after three. There might be a huge gap for teams after five and like all those quarterbacks. So who knows which player a team likes, even more so this year than ever before. Yeah, I read those reports, too, and kind of thought, what, this shocked you that you think the Jets are going to take Wilson at two? Like, <laughs> uh, I mean, it's a great point. Or maybe they just had to know it, know it. And at Zach Wilson's pro day, then they all knew it. All right, more on the Eagles and Dolphins, where they sit now at 6-12 and 12, and the rest of the teams in the top 12, how they're affected by this trade. Next. We've been telling you about Built Bar, the best-tasting protein bar on the market for a while now. Built Bar is... The amazing low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, fantastically tasty protein bar with 100% chocolate. Now is the time to find out which Built Bar is the best. It is Built Bar Madness. And we're getting closer to the final four. Today's matchup, the final of the enticing eight, is Caramel Brownie versus Coconut Brownie Chunk. Go to BuiltBar.com or at Bar underscore Built on Twitter. Remember to use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. Vote for the best flavor of Built Bar and use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order at BuiltBar.com. Matt, where are we at? Eagles at 12 now, Dolphins at 6. Quarterback not in the equation, right? The Eagles and Dolphins, are their quarterback situations are similar. But where they're at as teams is very different to me, where I think the Eagles are in their version of a rebuild, cap problems galore. They need a lot of cheap young assets to sort of rebuild without totally bottoming out. I'm not exactly sure who's going to be their pick at 12, but maybe one of the Bama receivers, you know, or even if it's a linebacker, they still have a lot of picks to put around Hurts. But for me, Miami, to me, is the one that made out like a bandit. I mean, to go from three to six and know that the top three picks are going to be quarterbacks, if not more, now I know I'm getting Penny Sewell, Chase, or Pitts, and I'm not sure who they like best, or even a Bama receiver, whoever they like best, probably or very well could have been the guy they took a three, and they get a future first out of it. Here's what's odd. I actually don't love this for Miami. I would prefer the extra first round pick next year, except they must love one guy that they know for sure was not going to be there at 12 that is going to be there at pick six. So, And that's a little bit of a Oh, gamble. I think that's a different tier of offensive guys. There's well, no chance Sewell's at 12 well, or not Chase. Sewell, right, not Sewell. That's what I'm saying. Is So they yeah, they yeah. really want Kyle Pitts, essentially, is what I'm looking at. They they love Kyle Pitts. That's who they want. That's who they think is going to be there. And they have to have a huge separator between, say, uh, Jamar Chase and the Alabama wide receivers because one of those Bama wide receivers could yeah. be there at 12. So if they just want an offensive playmaker, 12 is a good spot to be, or they could have moved up maybe with a, a third round pick and gone up a couple spots to try to get a guy in front of the New York Giants or, you know, something like that. So to me, yeah, yeah, yeah. there's, there's, there's one player that they're eyeballing. So I'm 
guessing it's someone like Kyle Pitts, or maybe they uh, are, are at least hoping he's still there for them. And if not, then maybe they could still field some offers from teams. They might want to go up and get a quarterback and even get another pick out of this thing. But it's interesting that uh, the trade downs, I think, are the winners so far with the first Miami trade down and then the Eagles trade down more so than the trade ups because I think on draft day pick 12 is more valuable to me when I'm looking at there's a stud player that's going to be there at 12 I don't think these teams should be trying that hard to get out of that pick I think it's a valuable pick and at the end of the day Miami just gave up a first round pick to go from say Devontae Smith to Jamar Chase I don't know if I like that value I see what you're saying. The only thing I disagree with you with from the Miami perspective, and I'm guessing because this is how I would do it. This is how they do it. Instead of loving one of the skill guys, I think they love three. I think they love Pitts, Chase, Sewell. So instead of having to choose from those three at three, one of those decisions or two of those decisions will be made for them, and they pick up a first rounder. So they're just, they just love that one or two guys, and they're guaranteed Draw to Draw a line them, after those three. Knowing that Penny Sewell is probably going to be one of those non-quarterbacks that go, and maybe another quarterback does go in the top five, and so maybe they, they get their choice of the top two or even the top one, who knows, at pick number six. And so they must, yeah, there must be a, a massive gap somewhere in there. My guess it's I think six Sewell. was a key spot for them. It's got to be Sewell, but most likely Pitts and Chase, right? Chase. And they think there's a big gap after that. Me too. That's how I view it. Okay. And I think they might be the three of the four best players in this whole draft, period, end of sentence. And they're going to get one, and they're not going to have to pick between them, and they get a future first. We don't see this happening a month before the draft very often. So this is really interesting. How do you feel about the Eagles at 12? What are they looking at? What are they hoping happens here you mentioned the quarterback angle, which I love, and they have the extra pick now next year, and they get that year with Jalen Hurts, and you see how that works out, and you get him somebody probably at 12, right? Ideally, who do you think they hope falls there? Before we go there, I don't know if you agree with me, but you've done some mocks too. The Eagles at six were never a slam dunk. You know, like they were a little bit of an awkward fit there at six anyway. Like, I don't think they would have gone Sewell. I don't know that Chase would have got there, especially with Miami at three and then Cincy and Atlanta. So it, it, moving back from six for me is is fine if, if I'm the Eagles. They were always the trade back team for me, yeah, and, and it kind yeah. of became chalky if uh, you know if Jamar Chase is there, you give him Chase and move on. And that's kind of what we've seen in every mock draft. But they were always, to me, the team you're trying to get up in front of nine and eight if you're looking for a quarterback, and pick six is a logical place. The Bengals don't trade all that often. Uh, the first four teams could be in on quarterbacks, and maybe it'll be too expensive to go up that high to get into the top five. So pick six always felt like the trade-up spot, and as that's why I had the 49ers trading up, and we did that live mock draft to pick six. It just makes a lot of sense. And so um, I absolutely get it for, and that's why I was saying it's like doesn't make as much sense for the, the Miami Dolphins. I don't like that second trade-up they made because if you like it for, and, and these teams are in different places, but just pure value of what you're going to get at pick 12 and pick six. I don't know if it's a first round value for a non-quarterback to go from 12 to six. So I definitely like this a lot for the Eagles. Oh, I do too. That being said, and I haven't given this a ton of thought, I don't know if there's a slam dunk pick at 12 either. I mean, I think if a Bama receivers there, you run to the podium and you're happy. And that, I think that's possible. I don't think there's any chance Pitt, Sewell, or Chase is there. But that's five guys plus quarterbacks, and you're picking 12. I mean, you do the math, uh, you know, you need 
Rashawn Slater to go or somebody like that to make that work. Or you have Could to love the Micah Parsons. Or, you have what's to, that? Yeah, you have to have love, love one of the defensive players, one of the corners, right. Micah Parsons, uh, Patrick Sertan, uh, JC Horn. And sense. so yeah. when you add those names in, then absolutely one, one has to be there at number 12, right? So four or five quarterbacks, three wide receivers, the tight end, uh, one offensive lineman, that's 10 already. So now you've got mm-hmm. Parsons, you've got the top couple of cornerbacks in this draft. Uh, maybe one of the players we just mentioned falls and somebody always falls that we don't expect. So pick 12 is is, is a fantastic place to be, I think. And maybe you don't get your choice of which guy you like, but I think you're going to get a guy from that tier. Agreed, agreed. And you're wanting quarterbacks to fall in front of you. Hopefully five are gone if you're them. And that's probably going to be the case once trade downs happen. And if you're Philly, you have all these picks in your disposal. You could jump up to 10 if one of your, if there's a little bit of a run. Or maybe I can move down to 15 and pick up more picks. You know, like they might not be done either. Did the 49ers get in front of Atlanta because they think they know something that the Atlanta Falcons were looking for a quarterback? And this is one of the Trey Lance angles is Trey Lance was really commonly starting to get mocked to Atlanta at pick four. Did the 49ers see that? Love Lance, was trying to smoke screen Lance with not going to his pro day, and then said, you know what, let's just do it, and they jumped all the way up to number three. I don't think the Niners love Lance, but I think there's a really good chance a quarterback goes at four, but I don't think it'll be Atlanta. I mean, I know we're going to talk about this a little bit, but teams that were affected, I think this hurts Carolina a ton, because is Atlanta going to do business with a division rival Carolina if – the Panthers know three quarterbacks are going to be gone. They don't want Mac Jones or don't want to sit tight. Do they want to get the four and the division rival won't talk to us? And since he's boring and going to take Penny Sewell, and you know, to me, the Atlanta's phones must be ringing off the hook now. And I think Atlanta and Miami, when the draft order was set, were obvious trade down spots too. And getting to three for the Niners is because they love three quarterbacks or one quarterback that they know will be there. And now Atlanta's holding that pick ransom and might get some future first out of it. I don't think they'll take a quarterback. So Carolina, the, f- the furthest they can go up now is most likely five. Yeah. Dealing with the Bengals isn't fun. And, and they might be in a position where they're looking at the fifth quarterback on the board. Do they like all five quarterbacks? Right. It's right. interesting. I mean, they might get the fifth one at eight. Could but the, could the 49ers be playing the, the smoke? The cost of number four just went up, though. Yes, absolutely. If you're the it Patriots, or, and, you know. <laughs> yeah, and Carolina can't get to four. Most likely, Atlanta's not going to help them out. And right. maybe Atlanta does want the quarterback after all. So maybe, uh, I mean, we quarterbacks, one, two, three, four, five. Is this class that good? I think it'll be one, two, three, four. And I think Cincy will sit there and say, Hmm, do we want Sewell? Do we want Chase? Do we want Pitts? Let's give Burrow Chase, and we'll take a tackle in the second round. You know, I, since he doesn't move much, so I think the top four are going to be quarterbacks. Is this class that good? I don't know. But looking back at, what, 2018, if that draft would have went Allen Jackson, Mayfield, Darnold, would we look back and say, boy, that was really dumb? I mean, we'd say Darnold probably hasn't worked out. But if you were to redraft it, you know what I mean? Like, you know, Rosen obviously didn't work out. But um, I think we have a chance to go four quarterbacks in a row. So there's no team slam dunk quarterback 
between San Francisco and Carolina now. Could Denver be the team that jumps in front of Carolina? Maybe the New England Patriots? What do we think about Denver? Denver, are they really yeah. gung-ho for a quarterback, do you think? Would they go up and get a quarterback? Could they go up to Atlanta's pick four? Could Denver be the landing spot for Jimmy Garoppolo, perhaps? Perhaps. That would make a lot of sense to me as well. Um, could the Bears go all in thinking, hey, we, we mortgaged tons of future picks for the next GM, so we don't care. If it doesn't work out, we're going to have to pay for them anyways. Um, I think Denver and the Patriots in particular have positioned their rosters that they don't need a first-round insert position, not quarterback. Like Their rosters are good enough that they don't, they're not, boy, we don't, we're, we're missing a left tackle or we need two corners, you know, that they could really go get a guy. Maybe Jimmy's fine for Denver and that, that's uh, 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 kind of letting Locke still grow, you know, that, and, and Jimmy obviously has some ties to the Patriots, but I don't think that's the move for them. Cam's too much like him in terms of where their careers are. So I think if you're Atlanta, Carolina, Denver, New England, and you may not even feel calls from Carolina, are calling you and upping the ante by the hour. You know who? I bet Darnold ends up in Carolina now as a consolation prize. Oh, wow. With pick eight, they can't even get the quarterback they want in the NFL draft with four, maybe five going in front of them. That's, That's insanity. Possible, yeah. You know who loves what's going on right now is all the teams that aren't looking for a quarterback. Cincinnati could just sit there at five. If they love Penny Sewell and that's their pick, then he's going to be there for them. Uh, or maybe and that's where Miami pick. is now. I yeah. Think. Kyle six. Pitts. Yeah. yeah. Kyle Pitts. Same thing. Miami six and seven. Detroit has their choice of defensive players. If that's the direction they want to go, maybe that's a hot spot to trade up in front of Carolina so they can cash in there. Uh, Dallas has to love what's happening right now. With pick 10. They've got their quarterback in tow. So they're, they're going to get their choice of the best Defensive player potentially in the draft there, or maybe somebody they didn't expect. Maybe, I mean, just add Kyle Pitts to that offense, right? Could he get all the way to 10? Sure. Very unlikely, but uh, I mean, all these teams has to love what's going on if they're not looking for a quarterback between, uh, you know, pretty much all the way down Huge. the list here. Huge, yeah, absolutely. I wonder, I mean, I'm just kind of spitballing now, but if, if the top four go quarterbacks, since he sits on their hands, takes a great offensive player, Soul Chase, whoever, it, it, Miami does the same. We'll take whoever gets Chase or Sewell or Pitts is fine. And then seven might be the spot for like a Patriot trade up to get Mac Jones or somebody like that. Okay, we're out of time. I think we should just, yeah, yeah. Re, I think we should remock the top 12 picks at some point this week. Maybe Wednesday. We'll, we'll get to the questions okay. and the mailbag on tomorrow's show since we're out of time today. How about Wednesday? Let's do a live mock draft. You and I will pick odds or evens. And we'll go through and we'll mock players and maybe have some trades here between teams and see what the, the new top 12 looks like in the NFL draft. Yeah, I like it. I like it a lot. All right. Get your questions in to me at BD Peacock on Twitter to Matt at Williamson NFL for tomorrow's Twitter Tuesday program right here. Peacock and Williamson.